0: So just a few weeks ago, we took our kids to Disney World for the first time. It was amazing, incredible family time, had a total blast together, spent a ton of money. Um, But this was my kids, not only their first, you know, Disney experience, but also their first experience with like real roller coasters and they loved it. Let me tell you, my boys, especially, they loved Space Mountain, just loved it. So, at the end of the uh, of our first day in the park, uh, I took the boys back to Space Mountain, and there was no line, so we got to, you know, we did the ride, and then we just ran back right through before the park closed, and did it again. Um, <laughs> I uh, I tend to get sick. I have shut rides down at Disney before, <laughs> um, but thankfully I uh, I took this like you know motion sickness pill. So I did the ride with them, and we're getting hurtled along through the dark, up and down, spun around, um, and it's just such a rush. And you know, it got me thinking, <laughs> prayer is a bit like riding a roller coaster in the dark. We don't always know where we're going. It's a rough and tumble ride at times, but we are very much being hurdled along to a final destination. And apparently getting there is the adventure. Welcome back to the Such Things podcast, where we talk about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, lovely, admirable, anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, and we talk about such things. That's Philippians chapter four. Today, we're kicking off a new series about prayer. I'm alone here in the studio today, no Lisa, with me today. Um, I don't know where you're at with prayer, where you stand. The reality is that most people do pray. Now, how often we pray, how we pray, who we pray to, varies widely. But humans from all cultures have been praying to a higher power for a long time long time. Prayer seems to be almost innate. For me, I pray to God through Jesus, and I try to talk to God a lot. Prayer has definitely been a bit of a roller coaster journey with me. Uh, It's something I love, something I've read a lot of books about, preached a few sermons about it and just tried to figure it out and explore it in my own life and I want to talk about it with you but first uh I, I, before I talk today about why I pray I want I want to confess with you can, can I can I do that can we have a little bit of confession time I want to talk about why I don't pray because let's just be honest uh th- there are times, I don't pray. I probably should pray. So let me start there with you, all right? Confession time, why I don't pray. Number one, (laughs) I often don't understand how it actually does anything. Just being real, there, there are times I'm like, I'm talking, I'm praying, I'm like, is anyone listening, is anyone on the other end? What? And, and and if so, like, how does this work? Even if God is hearing it, how does me saying this stuff do anything? Isn't God going to kind of do what he wants to do? Like, I just don't get it. And then let's face it. Sometimes I, I just, I tend to be a doubter. Like, <laughs> is there anyone on the other end of the line? These are th- honest things I wrestle with. Second reason I don't pray. Y'all don't judge me now. I'm confessing, okay? We're we're in the little confession booth together right now. Second reason I don't pray sometimes. I just can get so distracted. I mean, sometimes I get so distracted that I never begin. I'm just too busy. Life moves pretty fast. I think a wise man, Ferris Bueller, said that. Um, And sometimes it's like, oh yeah, Maybe we should pray, it's Nacho Libre. Um, Or or once I do begin to pray, I lose focus. I'm like just thinking about things. Walking around, thinking about things. That's Jerry Seinfeld. We got all the quotes coming out today. You know, what about you? Why don't you pray? I think a lot of people who wear the, the badge Christian, we all sometimes feel guilt and shame about our ineptitude in prayer, uh, especially when the preacher starts talking about how we should all be praying and um, or you hear a talk like this. <laughs> and I think sometimes we feel like prayer wimps rather than prayer warriors. I've been reading this book, um, The Road to Daybreak by Henry Nowen. Great book. And I, I want to share some of his honest thoughts with you right here uh, from The Road to Daybreak. Why should I spend an hour in prayer when I do nothing during that time but think about people I'm angry with, people who are angry with me, books I should read, books I should write, he's a writer, and thousands of other silly things that happen to grab my mind for a moment? The answer is because God is greater than my mind and my heart. And what is really happening in the house of prayer is not measurable in terms of human success and failure. What I must do, first of all, is be faithful. If I believe that the first commandment is to love God with all my heart, mind, and soul, then I should at least be able to spend one hour a day with nobody else but God. The question as to whether it's helpful, useful, practical, or fruitful is completely irrelevant. Since the only reason to love is love itself, everything else is secondary. The remarkable thing, however, is that sitting in the presence of God for one hour each morning, day after day, week after week, month after month, in total confusion and with myriad distractions, radically changes my life. God, who loves me so much that he sent his son His only son, not to condemn me, but to save me, does not leave me waiting in the dark too long. I might think that each hour is useless, but after 30 or 60 or 90 such useless hours, I gradually realize that I was not as alone as I thought. A very small, gentle voice has been speaking to me far beyond my noisy place. So be confident. In trust in the Lord. I love that. I love that. He calls it these useless hours spent in prayer. Not so useless after all. Um, <laughs> remember the roller coaster example, hurtling along through the dark. It feels that way sometimes. But you know, there is one more reason I don't pray. While I'm confessing, I think there is a belief deep in my heart and in the hardwiring of my brain that I got to do it myself. I've got to do it myself. Maybe it's my pride, you know, my my self-reliance and selfishness but there's definitely like also like a fear and an insecurity. I just gotta do it on my own. I gotta make it happen. So this is why I don't pray. But let me tell you why I do pray. Why I pray, that's really what I wanted to start this series off with, all right? New series here on prayer, why I pray. First I got I got seven reasons for y'all right I'll try to go quick. Number 1 I I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> I have nowhere else to go. Um I feel like like Peter in uh John chapter 6. Uh I'm reading here a verse um let's see. verse 66 it says from this time Many of Jesus' disciples turned back and no longer followed him. "'You do not want to leave too, do you?' Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, "'Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We've come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God.'" I love that. I relate to Peter. I'm like, where else will I go? He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? I don't know. I don't have anybody else to go to. I mean, God has been my go-to for so long now. Where else would I turn if not to prayer? That's just being honest. Second reason I pray. I long for my father. I I do. I long for relationship with God. I don't want to be alone in life. And I, I have come to believe deep down in my heart that your love is better than life, as it says in Psalm 63. I've tasted and seen how good he is, and, and I want more. As much as I have experienced of God thus far in my life, I want more of that. I long for more of God. My heart just yearns, it cries out for something that's bigger than me, something that's eternal, something I can put my faith in. And I found it. I found it in in prayer with God. It's the only place I found it. Third reason I pray. I've seen what it can do. I've seen the power of prayer. Now, these these reasons fly directly in the face of the reasons that I shared earlier of why I don't pray. I get it. Say, man, David, you're like schizophrenic. Well, maybe, I, but I have seen what it can do. I've seen the power. And I've come to believe that the world and the people around me need my prayers to bring about change. Man, this world needs change. And I don't know how to bring the change about, how to be the change, but I believe that prayer is is what I can do, is where it starts. There was a man that uh, Jesus was talking to in Mark chapter 9, and, and his son was in dire straits, and he was asking Jesus to help him. And Jesus was questioning him, and the man said, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. That I... I relate to that man. I do I do believe. But help me God overcome my unbelief. The fourth reason I pray. My bible heroes all prayed. They were God's friends. And that's what I want to be. Moses it says he spoke to God face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Abraham. Oh man, let me just read this to you. Uh, the prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 41, verse eight, he says something about Abraham. He says, but you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend. I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners. I called you. He just kind of throws that out there here about Abraham. He says, You descendants of Abraham, my friend, my friend. He was God's friend. Moses spoke to God like a man speaks to his friend, the Bible said. How about King David? I'm, I'm, my name is David. I love the stories of David in the Bible. Of course, we know David and Goliath and so many great stories. He also, man, David sinned and repented in some amazing ways too. But it says that David was the man after God's own heart. And he was primarily a man of prayer. He wrote half of the Psalms, the longest book of the Bible, Half the Psalms, you know, were written by David. And they're ba- it's just a collection of prayer songs. My dad, he's a hero for me. He prayed all growing up and he still does. He prays so much all the time. He's out walking and talking to God. If when I die, if my gravestone says, Here lies David, friend of God, then I'll count that a life well lived. I want to be like my heroes. And that leads to the fifth reason why I pray Jesus praying. I could have lumped Jesus in with my Bible heroes, but he's obviously kinda, he gets his own, he gets his own number. Jesus prayed, like so much. Go go through just the Gospel of Luke. You can do it with any of the four Gospels, but go through and read the book of Luke. And just notice every time it says he was praying. It's actually shocking. If you've never really like paid attention, you probably missed it. There's so many times it just says, and Jesus was out praying. He went up on the mountain to pray. He prayed all night. You know, we always talk we used to talk about, you know, WWJD. What would Jesus do? I'll tell you what Jesus would do. He would pray. He prayed so much, so I don't always understand prayer, why it works, how it works, why to do it. But Jesus did, and I'm a disciple of Jesus. I, I'm a follower of Jesus. So I'll do what He did, whether I fully understand it, comprehend it, or not. Jesus prayed. Hi, right, number six and 7 is <laughs> i pray because of the first and second greatest commandments you know what's the greatest commandment love god with all your heart soul mind and strength you know at the end of the day i just i love god through prayer I just love him. I just, I worship him. There's a great line in a old movie, one of my favorite movies, The Chariots of Fire, about a runner named Eric Little. And he was also a Christian preacher. So I, I love that guy, because I, I used to be a big runner, and I'm a preacher. And he says in the movie, he says, When I run, I feel His pleasure. When I pray, I feel His pleasure. When I pray, I feel His presence. Not all the time, not every time, not like He's constantly whispering in my ear. I mean, you know, it's not always like that, but There have been times sitting out of the outer banks under the stars in the middle of the night by myself with no light pollution, looking at thousands upon thousands of stars overhead, camping out by myself. Times, uh, even as a teenager, a young Christian, I was out running in the woods on a long like 10 mile run i remember coming out of the woods out to this lake and just seeing the sky laid out above me and the lake laid out before me there are these times you know where i'm like it's just it's just amazing and i just think man i just i just love god <laughs> i just love being in his presence when i pray I feel his pleasure. What's the second greatest commandment? Love your neighbor as yourself, right? The seventh and final reason I pray. Not only only do I love God through prayer, but I, I love people through prayer. See, we who are Christians, have a role in this world, a role to play in terms of impacting the world, touching people's lives, helping people, bringing God and the gospel and his love to people. And fulfilling that role starts in praying for the people around us. We love people as we pray for them now, yes, don't get me wrong. We got to get off our knees or get out of our prayer time and actually go live our life. But, but make no mistake, I love people through prayer. I'm not naturally like a lovey-dovey person. I'm not naturally, I, I'm naturally quite selfish. But I've learned if I, I can pray for people, and that's one of the best ways I can love, love them is I pray for them. And I do. I do. So that's why I don't pray and that's why I do pray. What about you? Why don't you pray? Feel any guilt or shame about that? I think a lot of people do. Why do you pray though? What moves you to pray? Tap into that, grab hold of that. What if I told you that we could each go from being prayer wimps to prayer warriors? Well, we will, we will. Stay stay with us for this series. We're gonna dig into this. We're gonna learn about prayer. We're gonna learn how to pray. Just as the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And he gave them the Lord's Prayer. We're going to actually go through the the Lord's Prayer piece by piece. And we're going to learn how to pray. Jesus asked a man one time, what do you want me to do for you? Another time he said, do you want to get well? Another time he said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? See, Jesus wants to know what we want, what we believe. By our faith, Jesus said, by your faith, may it be done to you. Jesus wants us, it invites us to come and figure this prayer thing out. And even as we are doing that, he invites us, he wants us to pray with bold, expectant faith, mountain-moving faith, specific requests. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened, he said. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us that, that faith is the assurance of what we hope for that we're certain of what we do not see. It's the confidence in a power that we do not fully understand, but in which we have placed our complete trust and our very lives. So we take our stand in prayer, in the presence of the Almighty One and the all compassionate One. Thank God that He is compassionate with us prayer wimps and that he is determined to dwell with us and transform us into prayer warriors. Are you ready? Well, buckle up. Come on back. Let's get into this together. Dear God, I just want to pray right now. I want to give you this series that we're starting. God, please just just teach us how to pray. God, take us from from being prayer wimps to prayer warriors. Father, I confess to you that there, there are too many times I don't pray. But God, I love you. I want to be your friend. I want to pray prayers that are powerful, not puny. And God, I want to walk with you in your presence. Teach us how to do this teach us how to pray we ask in the name of jesus amen want to invite you to connect with us on facebook go to facebook.com slash slash such things podcast facebook.com slash such things podcast and you'll find us right there uh let us know why do you pray why don't you pray (laughs) <laughs> Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And come on back next time for the Such Things Podcast. Thanks for joining <laughs> the Lord today, for He is all my hope instead, a God is good, His name is great, hallelujah.